What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Skate Through Life podcast, the show that works the skills and drills you need to master your life one week at a time through personal development, conquering your fears, and of course, falling on your face, then getting back up again. I'm your host, self-mastery coach, amateur roller skater, and outspoken non-binary femme, L. Tommy. Are you ready to roll? Let's lace up and hit the pavement. Hey, howdy. Hey, skater. Are you ready to play with me again another week? The truth is, I have been very engaged with the art of play in 2023. You might remember that one of my guiding questions in 2022 was, how can I make this more fun? I did an entire episode on it actually way back. Episode number nine, how to be more playful. But I've been thinking it's time to bring this topic back to you all with some fresh perspective and the tangible results in my life from really taking this question of how can I make this more fun and ramping it up steadily over the course of a year. I will be honest with you, Skater, when I first decided this was an important question to bring into my life, I was skeptical. Maybe you are too. Like, Yeah, yeah, it sounds good and all, but is this really practical? In my time working to separate myself from hustle culture, busy person identity, and burnt out yes person, the thought of infusing anything with fun mostly induced an eye roll response for me. Like it is important to have fun from time to time and all, but life is so serious and so I need to approach it seriously or I'll never be happy, right? This is a trap I witness a lot of my clients and others I engage with online in. We're all working, working, working as a means of chasing the happiness and relaxation that is somewhere off in the distance, somewhere in retirement, somewhere on the other side of saving $1,000 or $5,000 or $10,000, somewhere when we're on vacation for the first time in years. You get it somewhere else. Not here, not now, because that would be frivolous. I really spent years of my life thinking this way and often catch myself, even now, in this thought trap where the carefree, joyful lifestyle is not available to me because I'm not yet there, wherever there is. But why is this how we view our lived timelines? I grew up in Canada, but most of our entertainment is very US-centric here, and the American dream of happiness I was sold on in my youth was that of being young and hot and carefree on a boat or going to an immaculately groomed school, where I can be sad and lonely and have someone take off my glasses and put me in a miniskirt and suddenly I'll be joyful and popular and loved. I have never been sold the dream of being 70 and retired as where the fun and happiness and living happens. Not that people who are 70 are not all of those things. What I'm saying is I straight up refuse to wait another 50 years to allow myself to enjoy happiness or relaxation or the good life. No way. With or without the boat and the babes and the wealth, I am resolving to be joyful and living a great life right the heck now. Is that not what you want to skater? To wake up every day with the outlook and vibe of the surfer all-American dream where things are rad and you're living a life of catching waves? 
something like that anyway. <laughs> I want you to be able to tap into that version of life right now, right where you are, wherever that might be. And the gap closing between the fabricated future reality we're chasing and the reality we're in right here, right now, the gateway to all of this, in my present and personal opinion, is in playing. It is allowing and giving to the process of play without judging yourself through it. And today I want to talk to you about my experience with all of that so that you can become more inspired to play more right now and access your own life of carefree joy without needing to wait for some time in the future that we don't have, you know, a real strong sense of. You deserve it, skater. So let's cruise. Do you remember what I said my response was when I was first playing with the question, how can I make this more fun? Yes, skepticism. The root of that skepticism though, oh, it was judgment. I would say that overall, I would qualify myself to be a fun person. When I am in fun mode, I'm able to be present with it and really enjoy myself for the most part. But when left to my own devices, I can always find reasons why I should be doing more work or that I need to focus on serious things that will improve my life. My default has long been to this scarce place where I need to get things just right or do things right or well or achieve. And I have spent a lot of my life fighting the two natures inside of me. One of which wants to be having fun and playing and exploring life and the other which feels success must be the motivator, and that comes from being serious and being taken seriously. There are two wolves within you and all that, right? And that serious wolf, they could be judgmental of other people, especially other people who were living in ways that seemed more carefree and fun than they had access to. Scoffing at people being silly, rolling eyes at the idea of spontaneous games, so when I began to recognize internally that making things more fun was the siren song that my soul was calling back to, I really had to challenge that serious inner wolf. It would tell me that I don't know how to play or how to be playful. It would judge me for being silly or doing something frivolous. It did not see the benefit of making things more fun unless it was to view them as a challenge to best. For something that was meant to be fun, in the beginning, play felt really hard for me, mostly for my ego. But as time has gone on, I've allowed myself little by little more to play bigger. I would allow my imagination to soar a little bit more to solve the riddle of how to make things more fun. And this has been a slow build. I want you to know that. A lot of the time in the early days, I was so resistant to this question that even allowing it to linger in my subconscious was challenging. I would tell myself repeatedly that I just didn't know how. I didn't know how to have fun. I didn't know how to play. My inner serious wolf was clinging on so tight to control. Often this is the way when we're working towards change in our lives, skater. It can be so easy to recognize that something is off, that something needs to change. We need more of this or less of that. 
even when our conscious brain knows that change will be for our best, will allow us to master ourselves that much more, we will resist. We will cling on to the control. In my experience, we resist for a few different reasons. One, we love to be comfortable and change can feel really hard. It forces us to be uncomfortable a little bit or a lot of it, not to minimize. Number two, we worry that working on some aspect of our life that we're unhappy with, others will perceive us as not having it together, not being perfect or any other scarcity option you can think of. We fear that judgment from other people. And the third reason that I believe we resist that change, even when we know it is what we need and want, is that we're scared to fail at it. We we don't see it as failing up. We're just fearful of being perceived as a failure and having one more notch in that belt. I knew I could be prone to judgment when it comes to someone else being too playful or having too much fun or being too silly. So naturally, I was judging myself for wanting to try on the same thing. I also had that fear of failure that said, well, what if this doesn't work out after all? And then I just look foolish for asking myself how I can make things more fun all the time. And what happens when we're living in those low vibrational lack responses? We struggle to genuinely give something a try. I know that I sure did. But now, oh baby, now I am the number one fan of play. I am leader of the Let's Have Fun marching band. I am standing on the front lines of nostalgia exploration and I am having the time of my life. I am genuinely more happy. I am more expansive in my relationship with time during the day. I am brimming with ideas. Creativity for me has been absolutely unlocked. And I'm actively expanding in this play, fun and joyful exploration every single week. Why? Because I finally surrendered to it. I got honest about giving it a try to see how it felt instead of worrying about how it looked. I released some of the judgment I was holding over myself, and that has been the biggest part of my fast tracking to date. And it is hard, you know, when we're used to being in a judgment response, and often we're going to judge ourselves first, foremost, and the most harsh. That is the hard gap to jump over. And that's the one that I work the hardest to push myself through when it comes up. It feels really good, y'all. I want to be honest with you for a moment, if I can, Skater. This one feels hard for me to say. But the thought of prescribed inner child work has always challenged me, even though it is one of the, I would say, fundamental teachings in personal development space to work on our inner child, to heal our inner child, to reconnect with our inner child. I always felt a resistance towards that. Ever since I came into this personal development and coaching space, I have felt this way about it. I've mentioned here before that I have aphantasia, which very loosely means no inner eye. And for me also no inner voice, no like running dialogue in my head. So all of the inner child healing visualization exercises are generally impossible for me 
in the way that most of them are formatted or any way that they have been introduced to me. They're not a format that I can feel confident that I'm participating in really. I've also found that I'm holding very few tangible memories from childhood, which also creates its own challenges with this type of work. I can't bring myself back to specific moments or specific memories because they're not really there. Maybe I was, like with play, resisting. Maybe it was just my inner knowing saying, this way is not the way for you. What play has unlocked for me, however, is the inner child work. It doesn't look the way that I've seen it presented by other coaches or practitioners, but it is that all the same. I am recognizing that more and more all the time. The more I followed, how can I make this more fun? The more I have played, the more I have played, the more I have thought about playing. And when I'm thinking about play, what am I considering? Duh, all of the ways I have most enjoyed play at every point in my life. I've been building snow sculptures. I've been sending real mail. I've been writing in colored gel pens. I've been taking Polaroids. I've danced, sang, and put on albums I loved as a teenager in the car. I'm beading and making embroidery floss friendship bracelets. I'm writing poems, using coloring pages, and actively doodling. I am finding play in unexpected places, but also going right to the sources that were essential to my play in my younger years. Every day I'm waking up a little bit lighter, like feeling a little bit lighter in some way that I can't quite put my finger on. I'm taking play breaks as a mean of recharging from my time working on the computer. And things are spilling out into other parts of my life. I've been more imaginative with my clothing. I'm wearing more color in prints. I've been putting butterfly clips and barrettes in my hair again. The deliberate play is now morphing into adopting a playful side of my personality, which is expressing through how I show up in the world every day. What I love the most about coaching is that one small question can change so much for someone if they start finding themselves asking it. It allows us to become more aware of things we previously were overlooking or avoiding altogether. For me, the most powerful question in my recent expansion into this level of self-mastery has been in asking, how can I make this more fun? And now really that question is sounding more like, how can I play with this more or in a new way? Take a moment to let this settle for you, skater. How might it feel for you to play more? How would it feel to infuse more fun into the mundane? Which emotions are coming up for you when you sit with these questions? Are you somewhere between judgment and fear like I was in the beginning? Are you tingling with excitement at the idea? Are you justifying how fun you already are and dismissing this as something you need? I like to reframe my life in ways that feel ooey gooey in abundance these days. Meaning if I'm already having fun, I can always have more fun. If I'm already playing, I can always be more playful. And if I'm finding success, 
that success too can grow to affinity. I'm asking this simply to allow you a moment to catch yourself mid-thought, mid-response to that question, because I know at first it was a little trigger in my brain that I had to coax into my reality. I had to show myself that it was safe to play. I had to show that serious wolf that we could let the fun wolf out to play and still be taken seriously as an adult or get the things done that we need to get done. I really believe that the most impactful self-mastery up levels come simply from being aware. Aware of what we're thinking, aware of what we're feeling, and aware of how we are reacting or responding to external stimulus and inputs. Like this question of, how can I make this more fun? Bring your awareness to that right now. Just observe it. Don't judge any response that comes up. Responses are only the first impressions and imprints. We always get to decide what we make them mean after that. All right, Skater, we have made it to your skills drills portion of the episode. Yay! This episode is a little um, more brief maybe than some of the other ones I've been doing recently, but I truly don't think that this point of introducing more play into our lives needs to be drawn out with, you know, lots of justification. I know that this is something that once you start to allow yourself to integrate more playfulness, more fun, more kind of pushing the boundaries of how you do things into your life, you will just simply start to see and feel the results of that. Like I told you in the earlier segments of this episode, I was incredibly resistant to playing, to failing at playfulness, to failing at fun. And I think that that really touched on a deep-seated identity fear that I held about myself, that maybe I'm not a fun person. You know, my dad was exceptionally fun. He could be very serious and he was incredibly serious in his career and his progress as a practitioner. But I think what people loved most about working with him and being around him was that he made it fun. He made it playful. And that was such a core part of his personality that I had resistance to, and I feared that I never would reach. And allowing myself to come into this space of play, the space of fun, feels like connecting with that part of him, which has been very special for me. But it's also showing me that that part of my identity wasn't lost, that I can be fun. I was just too busy telling my conscious mind that I wasn't or I didn't know how. And if you also are responding in that same way, I want you to know that you do know how. We inherently are wired to play, to have fun. That's why that's what we start with as children. And in the pursuit of becoming an adult, it becomes very easy to let go of that or to think that we're not allowed to carry it with us. But I do think the core part of having a happy and rich life is in not leaving that behind in childhood. And if we have left it behind in childhood, that we can bring it back into our adult lives and engage with it. And maybe the engagement looks different. I know it does for me. But the benefits, the bonding, the way that we communicate with others, the way we show up in the world, the way we show up for ourselves, all benefits from it. I really, really believe 
in this play place. I really believe in this leading with how can I have more fun? How can I make this more fun? How do I make this chore I don't want to do something that can be enjoyable? How do I experiment with this? The places where we hold great resistance are where the most profound internal changes will happen. And this is one of them for me. And so I'm not feeling like I need to justify it to you over the course of 40 minutes in this episode because I want you just to engage with it. I know that when you do engage with it, you're going to understand its power. I hope that in your time taking in this episode, the two questions of how can I make this more fun and how can I play with this have been rolling around the forefront of your mind. Maybe you even have already generated some ideas that support playing in a new way with an old problem that you've been working on or creating an alternate way to do something that's become mundane for you or a way of messing around with a chore that feels like a big ick so that it maybe feels like something novel or new. There are so many different ways to play and find fun. It can just often be challenging to allow ourselves to give in. Like I said, being an adult often means feeling that we need to break up with being a kid. And what do the kids do? They play, they engage, they fall down, they get up, they do it again while laughing it off. Kids are full of creativity and new ways of looking at the world, and we do not need to lose those parts of us in order to become a full adult. In fact, I think one of the coolest parts of being an adult is now that I have, now I have the ability to be more present with the creative ideas and play and witness how they can be transferred into other parts of my life more intentionally. So I want you to play skater. I really do. To find new ways to play. Find subtle and overt ways to play. And if you are in need of some guidance or ideas to support getting this ball in motion, I would love for you to commit to my play date challenge party. What is that you might ask? (laughs) If you've been following me over on Instagram, you will already be very familiar with this go at your own pace challenge that I've been promoting. 20 minutes for 20 days of play the gateway drug to finding your happy place, to opening up your creativity well and letting it flow everywhere, a connection point between you and your child self or you and nostalgia. This challenge is going to leave you feeling refreshed, inspired, and with some new ways of looking at the world around you. I know it, mostly because I'm doing it and I've seen these results in my own life firsthand. And the best part, it costs you nothing but time. I've designed every challenge to take only 20 minutes of your day, unless you want to spend more time, then that's totally okay. You can expand any one of them. And everything you need to play along, it's already at your home. No need to pick up any fancy supplies unless you want them. The challenges are fun, easy, and require no skills whatsoever just for you to show up and be present with them. Go to the show notes of this episode to grab your free challenge guide from my website and be sure to head over to my Instagram page at yourcoachl to see how I have been playing with these challenges myself. That might inspire you further. Let's roll out and play, skater. Life is too short to take too seriously, right? I'll catch you back here next week for even more fun. Thank you so much for skating with us today, friend. 
I hope you took away the tips you need to keep rolling on your own self-mastery journey. Be sure to find me over on Instagram at yourcoachl for even more insight and feel free to reach out to me there with any skills or drills you would like to see covered here on the show. You can also visit me at ellentommy.com to learn more about working with me one-on-one. Now go enjoy some rest, marinate on our lessons today, and I'll see you back here next week. Love ya. Love yourself too.